Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Podcast. Yes, I'm doing the intro because Mason's too lazy, sitting on the couch, and does not want to do the intro for us. So this is a special edition episode of the Stellar Seller Podcast. We've talked about the commissioner election for 2019 for our league this upcoming year. And right now, this is a live debate between the last two candidates. Andrew Panaccio to my left. Hello. And then, of course, Jake Fryer all the way in Stamford, Connecticut. Hello. But this is not really live, though. It's kind of live. It's live right now. It's live right now. It's not, like, simulcasting. No, no, no. Because when people listen to this, it won't be live. Yeah. But it's live. it's live. Well, it's live now for us. Oh. Yeah. I don't think that's how live works. Well, it's live. (laughs) So, the way it works, we're going to have four debate questions. Um, And then you guys will give your best answers. And then the league will listen to this, people will listen to this, and we'll decide who's going to be commissioner on Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to have a league vote, and then, yeah, we'll crown a new commissioner. That's that's that. Are we f- coin flipping who gets first question? I don't have a coin. Mason, you got a coin? I do not. Jake, you got a coin? <laughs> Would you believe me if I told you what flipped? I mean, I could see you on FaceTime, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> then, yeah, I do have a coin. All right, All right, since since you're away, you're the away team. You get you get to choose what it is, heads or tail. I get to choose. All right, it's a nickel. Okay. Um. <laughs> it'll, it'll be under it'll be under protest. But yeah, go ahead. Show me. Heads, heads, heads. Heads. What does it say? Heads. It's heads. He has a two-sided coin. That's probably why. Yeah. So you want to defer or answer I'll first? Defer. All right. What an idiot. In honor of the Pats. All right, Panacho. Let's the first it. question. As commissioner, mm-hmm. what changes will you make to make the league better? What changes will I make to make the league better? Uh, do we just go by what we po- posted Whatever before? you think is different than what's going on now, what would you do to enhance the league, make it better for every league member, yeah. to make it better to be um, more fun? Again, it's the, the way our league works, it's something special. It's not like any other leagues I'm in. Um, but again... I don't really go by the rule. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I think if it's not broke, you're not looking hard enough. Mm. And um, what do I think are? And they're not even that big. So that's why I like the league we're in. Uh, two biggest things, main concerns. I think I brought up this year too, especially with the lopsided divisions, was that we gotta do something about these playoffs. Like, there's no need for like five and eight teams taking out seven and six teams and stuff like that. Even though the seven and six teams don't make trades. I know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but um, so in that way, I I brought up a couple ways. To fix that, it's either, you know, this is going to get a lot of pushback, but again, that's why it's up for vote. It's going to be like six teams out of the four teams make the playoffs, and the top two get a bye. Because I don't know how many times, what was it, was it last year the first time the first seed didn't get knocked out in the first round? Yeah. So, some people see that as a good thing, some people see it as a bad thing. I saw it as a good thing, because I was first seed and I made it by. Yep, okay. Okay, yeah. And then, um, so that way, we could do that way, and there was a lot of interesting ideas brought up about just doing, you know, eight teams. And manually putting in after. So top three teams in both divisions make the playoffs. And the last two spots are wildcard rounds. Which I think if that happened this year, it would have been the most balanced playoffs we've ever seen in our lives. Probably. So there's that. And just the pay- payouts. Um, I don't think the whole um, Constellation ladder needs to exist. I think it was... It's championship week and we saw like what, six teams bidding on guys on the waiver wire. Something like that. Don't need that to me. Uh, also, we're all like 24 years old now, except for you because you're a baby. Yeah. And um, 
I think a hundred dollar buy-in is not astronomical and I think it's perfectly fair and that makes it a fourteen hundred dollar pot and with that pot there's so many things to do like I, I brought up every week top scores of the week gets 25 bucks up till week 13 and still leaves a lot of room first place will still take 725 second place doubles the money third place I still keep it in there because you know you did at least make it to the semifinals might as well battle out a little bit and again rather have four teams battle the way we're wired instead of just six or seven so so I also want to keep guys interested in the, in the league going on and you still win your money back so there's some bragging rights Builds up rivalries, you and Zach, all that kind of good stuff. Fuck Zach. Yeah, fuck Zach. And then uh, you get half your money back for best record. So. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is my mom doing with the vacuum? <laughs> she sounds like she's using it on herself. Yeah, that's what she's doing. <laughs> that's <laughs> this is a vacuum is destroying the floor upstairs. Uh, no surprises here when we're recording the Stellar Cell. There's always noise upstairs. All right, that was a good first answer, Jake. Let's go. The same question goes to you. As commissioner, what changes will you make to make the league better? So, um, you know, Panopso laid out his platform, and, and I know not all the Stellar Cellar guys are in the uh, listeners are, are in the league, so they're not seeing the um, the the write-ups that we had leading into uh, this debate, where we listed all this for our league members. But um, our league members know. I mean, we, we what we're looking at, we're looking at payout. We're looking at uh, playoff structure. We're looking at um, a, a variety of things of that nature that we both want to make incremental improvements to. And, and really, it's just nitpicking. Do we want to give you know 15 more dollars to this guy or that guy? Uh, I'm not going to sit here and disagree with Panacho on wanting to change the payout structure. I myself had a similar thing where I want to do weekly payouts for best score. I want to take the consolation prize winner money away. I want to take away third place prize money away. I want to put more money to whoever has the most points in the regular season. Um, and, and that's a way of balancing out, you know, those guys that get screwed up the se- throughout the season, not to, you know, harp on, on Mason's unfortunate um, uh, past season, but he absolutely killed it. But he was in a loaded division, and, and he should have made some money for the fact that he led the league in scoring four out of 13 weeks or whatever it was. And um, I don't know who was first in points. I think it was Panacho, but it could have been Mason. And, and I think that paying out who uh, who has a good regular season rather than winner of consolation and third place, um, I think that would make sense. Um, I, I think with regard to those that are out of it, uh, Panacho touched on it. Um, those that make claims, it should be ones that are left trying to win it all and those that are left trying to not win the toilet or, I guess, lose it all, if you want to put it that way. Um and I think that one of the things I had said was, and this hasn't been much of an issue in the past, but it was, a, it was an issue two or three years ago um, when a player dropped guys on his roster and I was able to pick up a quarterback. Now, the other guy could have picked it up before me, and, and Amaral knows what I'm talking about, but it was, it was, it was iffy. I mean, it, was, it wasn't collusion or anything, and it was just luck of the draw, and I had my claim after him, but it was still iffy. So I want to lock rosters once guys are out of it in playoff contention. Um, just to avoid that gray area. Not that I don't trust our players. We have a great league with great people, um, and it's only gotten better each year. And like Panacho said, you're not looking hard enough if you're not trying to fix things. Um, so so we have a lot of similar things that we stand on. It's just nitpicking. Do we want these guys in, those guys in, this much money, that much money? Um, the one foundational thing that we have that's different, and, um, and I just want to address that kind of head on, I, want, I don't want to make it an executive order. I do want to open it up to a vote because I understand there's going to be people that haven't done it before. 
but it's the uh, fab waiver wire rather than just waiver claims. And and um, Panacho kind of highlighted a few things in his write-up as to why he doesn't like it and he thinks that it's skewing the balance of the league. Uh, I first want to say that I've never done it before. I've only had friends that have done it. Um, I, I, I just heard other people talk about it. I think it's fascinating. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it makes the league better. And the reason I think it makes the league better is because uh, if you still want to do your normal ads, normal drops, Tuesday nights or Wednesday mornings and set your lineup, you can do that. And it costs you no dollars in your waiver wire. It's the exact same thing. What the dollars do is they replace waiver claims. So that's when you put in a legitimate claim and then you end up going down in the waiver order. And and what this does is, is it makes it far more strategic than, well, I happen to be the lowest guy on the totem pole right now and I'm able to... And I have to wait for 13 guys to get a pick because I had to pick up a guy last week. Instead, each given week, everyone has a shot at every player unless they've used their dollars up. And so an, an example where this could have really helped someone in our league this past year was in the championship. Um, Panacho lost Aaron Jones to injury, and Jamal Williams was in the free agency uh, you know, pool. And I was lucky enough to be three spots ahead of him on the waiver claims. 14. But I got lucky and him and Nacho from getting him at the start. I don't remember who as his... Hold on, Jake. Dogs are going fucking nuts here. Okay. Mason's going to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Mason walk up the stairs more angrily than I what I just saw. <laughs> okay. Alright, continue. They're quiet now. If I had used up my money throughout the season on, on ads and Panacho hadn't, he could have got him well, rather than being blocked out just because of the sheer luck factor that I happen to be ahead of him on the waiver claim. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really kind of what I'm running on. And, um, and, and I want to open anything that we'll do, uh, if I was commissioner, I would open up to uh, votes. I, I want everyone's opinions in there. And if people have opinions and want things to be voted on, Obviously, I'll take a look at it, but then if I think it's reasonable, I'll put it up to a league vote too, because I'm not here to play dictator. Yeah, let me well, let me let me cut you off for a sec, because that's going to be a uh, re- regarding a later question. So, sure. Um, sure. Yeah. So, if you got anything else, I'll give Panacho a chance to rebuttal to that. All Panacho. Right. Go for it. Okay. So so far, this debate's been going pretty friendly. We're complimenting each other and stuff like that. <laughs> this is when I'm going to start like. <laughs> this is where you drop the flip hammer. the switch. Yeah. So I want to bring up a point where Jake says he wants to make it sound like, oh, I've never done fab money. Okay, you've never done fab money, but how long have you studied it? How long have you been like paying attention to it? Probably over a year already. If you're if you're putting if you're a person that wants to put in a certain change in the league, something like that, you're not doing it blindfolded. You know how the system works. I know how fab money works. The thing is too is the whole point. I got pushed back because of the whole payout scales 100 bucks no one wants to pay that but here's the thing everyone still has that few sites that they pay month or they use and they always have detailed stuff about fab money this that, and the other thing now who how many owners do that i'm being generous saying half the league i think all of us can think of a couple people in our heads that like they just look at the app they put guys in they take guys out for me why fab money for those guys is going to be a learning curve and a half i agree and the thing for me wise too is What's, it's not luck that he was ahead of me of the waiver order. It's it's a 
it's a form of skill. He had more patience. He had, he did a better job of not picking up guys on Tuesdays. For me, at the end, I was in the bottom waiver order, so I always went by, okay, why even try to wait for weeks to get back on top of the waiver order when it's already the playoffs around the corner? My team was already pretty stacked, so I just had to do add drops. So it is what it is. Like, you get the, dealt, the hand you're dealt for me-wise. But I just think the fab money learning curve is way too immense. Um, I can already see guys dropping a shitload of fab money the first week and then getting screwed over the rest of the year. Jake, your rebuttal to that? Um, my rebuttal will be that I think more of our league members, and I don't mean that in like a condescending way. I, I mean that in like I think that people have learned how to get better with the way the league was formatted. Uh, it's a it's a smaller change, but we changed to half point PPR last year, and a lot of people have done that before. Again, I hadn't done it, and the year before that, I voted against it. But it's an adjustment that we can all make. And this, yes, I grant you, it's a bigger step. But I think it's a way to improve the league. And, and mainly because of the fact that you can keep yourself in it longer. I understand what you're saying where there's a skill to the waiver wire. And I completely agree. I went out of my way to consciously try to stay as low on it as I could for as long as I could. But again, there's some things that you can't get around. Whether that's a guy got hurt and I had to pick someone up. My defense has an awful matchup, and I need to claim there's only one good defense out there. There's a number of reasons, and, and again, I grant you, it definitely is strategy. But I think it creates a much more interesting dynamic if you're able to uh, work on how much you auction for different guys. If someone goes out and throws out $80 of their $100 budget in week one, they're just not thinking, right? Yeah. And, and I don't think that we should, again, we don't sit here and play you know, judge, jury, and executioner on every trade, and if we deem, if Glenn deemed it to be stupid, he just shuts it down. No, if it's stupid, it's that guy's an idiot. And if the guy makes a dumb move, he makes a dumb move. We all do it. You oh. know what I mean? It's, right, Mason? <laughs> it's the nature of it. And to talk about adding and dropping, it, it for the people that just want to do that, you, you brought it up again, it doesn't change it at all for that person. Like, not even a little bit. Mason was very infrequently trading, very infrequently on the waiver wire. If he did, he just went and added a couple guys. Plenty of guys in our league work it that way you can do the exact same thing you can bid zero dollars for a player and get them and lose no money this strictly applies to waiver claims um and and uh and yes i've looked into it absolutely not going to deny that and the reason i looked into it is because i've heard people talk about it i've seen the dynamic it brings to a league and i think it's super interesting it can improve our league all right uh let's move on to the next question but it does change the fact that we do a snake draft the best part about being Drafting 14, you get top waiver wire. And everyone knows week one, last two years ago, Tariq Cohen, last year, Philip Lindsay. You can get a star guy the first week of waiver wire. So that changes the aspect. That's the best reason for drafting 14? Huh? Say that again? You said that that was the best reason for drafting 14, getting the 14th pick? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, the... The pick selection order is completely random. It's it not is based random, on but you get the turnaround pick. Fourteen's a great pick, actually. Last year, especially in that draft, with how dense it was in that mid-teen range, you saw Mason. I think was thirteen. Not to keep bringing up Mason, but he had a couple good picks around the turn. Keenan Allen and McCaffrey were good, but I don't think that I don't think that we should keep a, a waiver order just because you get the first ad drop as the fourteenth pick. If no one likes the fourteenth pick, I'll take it every year. I think it's a good pick. I'm not saying it's a bad pick or a good pick, but every pick has its benefits. You get you draft in the middle, you yeah, you don't get the back to backs, but you're also you're in the middle of the draft actually more often. If you're the first pick, last pick, or the first couple, the last couple, it almost feels like an hour before you pick again. And you can't really plan anything. So you, there's there's benefits and 
and you know weaknesses of each draft order. But I'm just saying. Then so something as little as Fab Money, which again, do I think it's gonna balance the whole league? No. I and who will help more? I I honestly think it it helps a quarter of the league more than the others. It just you know, the the curve on like balance in the league we way way offset. Jake, final thoughts on the question. Next question. Um, yeah, I, I disagree that it, it creates any more imbalance than um, what would already be perceived today. I, I think that there's a learning curve um, and that everyone would have to go through that learning curve. Um, and for those that do the ad drop Wednesdays and just ride with their roster, uh, it changes absolutely nothing for them. All right, next question. Jake, let me ask you this one first. Sure. What efforts... Will you take to ensure that collusion and or tanking is avoided? Okay, so those are probably one and the same because um, it's not like you get your draft pick coming out of a season. So uh, tanking essentially would just be giving up on the year and colluding with someone else. Um, what I'll say is this. It's a tough one because it's something that you know is very subjective. Um, and... I think you've done a good job of it, Glenn, um, with, with instituting the veto. I think the veto is important. Again, it's a very tough line because the commissioner's job is not to deem what's fair based on dumb and smart trades. It's just to make sure people aren't cheating. So, like what you do, uh, how you know when, when there are questionable things, you've gone around and kind of asked around. You ask the guy that made the trade why they do it. Um, that's something that I would probably continue to do. With, would just be text the guy, hey, why are, why are we doing this trade? Um, what's the reasoning behind it? And if the rationale is fair, um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's all we can really sit on. And then we just got to trust the league members that we have. But I think that what I would do is try to keep it exactly the way you've done it, Glenn, because over these last two years with the veto, I think that's how long we've had it. Because I think that that's the, um, that's the best way to do it. We're seven years in now, so we know better. I know myself and Panacho, we made a mistake in, like, year one. It was our first year doing fantasy football, and it was your bad, it was ugly. <laughs> and, and and we learned from it. And you told us to not be assholes, and then now we're not. Um, so I I trust the league enough um, to do it the exact same way that you've been doing it now. It's kind of a two part question, so I'll continue with the second part. But I want to give Panacho a chance to answer. So okay. first part again: What efforts will you take to ensure that collusion and or tanking is avoided? Um, collusion and tanking. Uh, sometimes it seems black and white, but sometimes there's gray areas to it, to to me. But a lot of the, most of the time, 99% of the time, it's noticeable. Now I'm trying to think. You know, when was the last time there was collusion? Was it year three of infancy? No, it was like no, last yeah. year. Carlos Hyde <laughs> for, for uh, Corey Big Clement. Ben. Big Ben, yeah. Well, I I vetoed the trade first because it was just Carlos Hyde for Corey Clement. Big Ben being a top ten quarterback at the time, whatever. I mean, if the trade logic makes sense, but since you were out of it, giving Uncle Rick Carlos Hyde for the, basically the, chips. Did Uncle Rick even make the playoffs last year? No, not two years ago. Oh. So That's it, what I meant. it failed, yeah. 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 There you go. But I'm just saying, that was the last example. So go ahead. No, well, for me, the, the again, back to when me and Jake did that, that's more of an infancy of the league. You know, was it were we as serious as we thought we were? No, because even you let it through until people gave it a pushback. No, no, no. But See, back then, let me interrupt you quick. Back then, I didn't have league vetoes because of that trade. You and Jake. That's why I incorporated league manager vetoes. But back then, it was just if you did a trade, it was automatically zoom. 
they're on your roster. No mm-hmm. veto, no nothing. So that's why it went through. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but there's really nothing to add on. What are you, you going to do to prevent uh, collusion and tanking? I think, again, back to my ru- rule of having a weekly payout. I think uh, tanking, now people have less reason to tank because think if you're a shitty team, you want there is still a chance that you have a blowout week. So you can st- that also helps with um, fairness. So again, people are gonna still like, no, I'm not gonna do that because you know I can still make fifty bucks these last two weeks. So again, that just something as little as that helps. Second part of the question, I'll actually Panach, um, if collusion and taking actually happens, what would you consider a punishment for? Oh, that's a good question. Um, again, but it has to be. First of all, I think if there is a collusion and tanking. It's going to be up to a league vote, obviously not counting the two suspects into, into the collusion, or it could two or more. That's, that's not impossible. Nope. But if we come to a decision that, you know, that we all agree that there is something fishy going on here, easily I think both of them should uh, get an L. If we somehow go into the system, make sure they get a loss in that. And it depends how big of it. Is it just one week at the start of the year? That's fine. If it goes to they're both seven six teams, they want to get these other two guys out, I think something as serious they get knocked out of the playoffs and you put the the next two up going so all right there's that jake uh second part of that question if collusion and taking does happen what would you consider for punishments so is this like um retroactive or are we like catching it when it happens then putting it to a vote and then everyone thinks it happened if if you have if you know for a fact people colluded somebody's tanking how do we stop it how do we punish them going forward I think we move the players back, like you did on that on that veto. You veto the trade if, if that's how you feel, or if you've passed it, and then you raise you know questions, ask the league, and, and then you you know reverse the trade that happened. Um, I, I think that if you're doing legitimate collusion, where it's just as blatant as you said, hide for uh, Clement, you got to talk to the people about you know what they what their motive is in the league. Like if that's something that you deem that that person would continue. Or whether something they'd stop. If they stop, then that's fine. But if they continue, then you'd have to look. I'm not saying you kick them out of the league on spot because that's not fair. But but no one said it, that. it's something that you got to consider. Um, oh, yeah. And, and uh, again, I'm not trying. I don't mean that in like a strict way because I don't think that this is an issue our league would have. Um, but you need to talk to both those guys, and I think that you'd probably have to lock their rosters. I don't know if you lock them for weeks. I don't know if you lock them for the season or, or to just add drops. But they have to lose some kind of privilege to trading. If they go through and collude on a trade, um, and again, it has to be proven, completely proven. It's not just the commissioner's job to sit there and say, "Yeah, I think it was collusion," and then you ban them from trading for two weeks. But, but I think that trading bans um, uh, could be a useful tool. Okay, so basically, both of you candidates say it's more reactionary based on what actually happens. Once we know how deep the collusion was or how bad the tanking was, you'll deal with the punishment that's necessary yeah. for you know that level. I also don't think you can just oh switch players. That was that's not going to go through because there's a difference between like vetoing a trade when it happens. So there's that. So there's not really a punishment. You're just like this trade's not going through. But if it goes through, this that and the other thing happen. Yeah. You know you can't just lock teams. No, exactly. Um, all right, next question. Back to well, go go ahead, Jake. Yeah. What do you want to say? Can I, can I just ask, what did he mean by you can't lock teams? As in, like, that's the that's the punishment. You just you just lock, like, you just switch the teams back. There's got to be something more than a slap on the wrist. 
No, I understand. But if you if you trade the players back mm-hmm. and lock the rosters and don't allow them to have the privilege of trading for a few weeks, is that not a punishment? Now, okay, let's give an. I'll give you an example. Here's one guy. Okay, there are some people that for like, there's people that you know have Michael Thomas and they trade him away for Alex Collins and Tyler Boyd. There are some people that that would if someone fleeces them like that. That they don't know, even know, so they're not really a guilty party. Is what I'm trying to say. So there's some people that, if that goes up to a trade, now that one would have gone through because the circumstances at that time of the year, one team needs to build up his team with used parts for a car that doesn't even fit in his own car. Like that's what I'm trying to put together. But um, there's a difference between that, just a stupidity trade on one part, and the other person trying to fleece them, compared to two people into it together. I agree, and I think that there would probably be texts to show that that's true. And, well, yeah, um, but anyone could delete text. The trade you're specifically referring to, both of us got what we wanted. I wanted a championship, and I beat you. <laughs> and he wanted to not get the toilet bowl, and he was able to almost win his money back. And I Okay, how did, how did Alex Collins help him almost win uh, his money back? One sec. I agree that that's not collusion. Um, yeah. I also agree that maybe a collusive in nature type action would be I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And when Rick's trying to make a playoff run, you give him Carlos Hyde, and then the next year, when you're trying to fill out a good defense, you get the Bears D from him for nothing. How, so how did I get I'm nothing? Not, I'm not how here did to talk I... about specific case studies. I'm here to talk about how to make a league okay, better. Okay, but I just want to know, Glenn, how is trading Steelers defense so I finished like top five defense in the league, and I gave him Jordan Reed at the time where he had no tight end. That week, Jordan Reed got him 20 points, and then later, Jordan Reed gets hurt because that's Jordan Reed, where Jake Aronson, who was the number 14th ranked team in the league, trades away his best player to the number two ranked team in the league at that time for Alex Collins and Tyler Boyd. When already, when already the Bengals were tanking. At the time, A.J. Green is injured with a toe injury that he ends up being injured for the rest of the year on. And, and, and Andy Dalton was also injured too, so you have a backup quarterback thrown let to let Tyler him talk. Boyd. Let him talk. Who was a slot Gus receiver. Edwards, Gus Edwards was not playing at the time either. So Alex Collins had that backfield, and Javoris Allen's uh, usage had gone down considerably week over week, and he had serious running back issues. He texted me about initiating a trade, and I had tried to get Thomas off him weeks prior for other things. I know, but just don't compare my trade with the the, the Bears' defense compared to your Michael Thomas one, because that's like stratospheres of a difference. No, collusion, collusion is not is not just what did you receive. It's the fact that you and him were negotiating on the side that this season I'm out of it and I will help you, and next season you're out of it, you help me. Well, the me. thing is, Uncle Rick, Uncle Rick wasn't out of it, though. He still had a chance up until the last the last two weeks. That, that, that trade happened, like, what, the trade deadline or a couple of days before. You that you went to him and said, I helped you out last year, help me out now, I want the Bears D. Okay, so then every trade that Glenn does is collusion, because whenever someone says, no, I don't want to do that trade, he bitches complains until they do that trade. That's false. <laughs> so. Hey, I said no to Glenn, literally, Glenn can vouch for this. He tried to offer me Mike Davis like 75 times this year, I said no every time. So people can say no, just because Glenn's pestering him. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, third question, back to Panacho. We've kind of talked about this a little bit um, with, you know, topics that we've brought up in this debate. Um, but, Panacho, what conflicts slash league rules will go into a league vote and which issues would revolt in a commissioner executive order? Say that again. The comp- so, like, if there's conflicts or league rules that are in question, would they go into a vote, a league vote, 
And then if there was any certain issues, which would you like say this needs to be an executive order like by the commissioner? I think if it's something so obvious, I wouldn't have to make an executive order because a quick vote or just texting people, hey, this is going on, what do you think we should do? It should be easy cleanup. There's, there's nothing, you know. I'm saying like, because like, you talked about like um, obviously like with collusion and trades, asking other league members if you put it to a league vote, you could do Cut. that. Or just putting into executive order in your own hands and just saying this is that. As in like this. letting a trade go through? No, I, because if you put it up to a vote, people will veto it. As much as like Susan wants to say no, because then that prevents them when they want to, when they want to make trades. It's not true. So that would be a commissioner's vote if the if the vote goes through for for a trade. But do Do you know? Could you think of any conflicts that would result in you just saying, "This is how it is." Suck my dick. Um. The only thing I can think of is two guys make a trade, and then before that week even starts, one of the guys get hurt, or they made a trade where one guy already played, so you have to wait the next week, and the other guy got hurt. Then that would be one of those things like, hey, that is what it is. So that's why you never make those trades. It's so dumb. All right, uh, Jake. Kind of same question to you. Yep. What conflict slash league rules would go into a league vote, but which issues would result in a commission in a commissioner executive order? Okay, so I have just so you know I have a poor connection on this. So if you lose me, that's why I'll just call right back. Right. Um, but all right. So as far as what would be an executive order, the only thing that if I'm commissioner, I want to put through on an executive order. Um, is the change in pay structure. I don't want consolation ladder winner to get money, and I don't want third place to get money. And we're going to repurpose dollars to weekly payouts and to um, most points on the season, regular season. Um, and the weekly payout will be based, again, on uh, the points, number uh, first place points for the week. Um, what I want to vote on, one of the things I want to vote on is this FAB waiver wire. I, I think um, it's something, like I said before, will improve the league. So I want to do a vote on that. I want to do a vote on like the actual pay, like payouts. So the structure I will change immediately, but I want to vote on how each guy gets paid. Tied to that will be league entry fee. We do $50 now. I'm open to 75 a small step up, or I'm open to $100. Um, and I think that first we determine how much people want to pay, then we vote on how we want to pay it out. Um, those, so yeah, so it'll be payout. Um, I'm also open to, I'm open to talking about playoff format changes. We've had, in two years, I know we, I don't want to have recency bias. This past year, the East Division was loaded. The year before that, the West Division was loaded. So uh, I think that there's a discussion to be had on is it the right way or should we just do eight teams straight up and it's the best eight. But I want to keep it to eight, keep more teams in the postseason. Um, it's fun when first seeds lose. It sucks for the first seed, but it, it keeps everything interested, keeps more people in it. So I want to keep eight seeds, but we can talk, talk about um, full league seeding or we can vote on divisionals like divisional seeding like we have it now. Um, but, yeah, that's all we have. And then, again, I want to reiterate, I want people in the league um, to propose their ideas, and then we can bring them to a league vote. So I'll have to approve, like I'll approve it before I bring it to a league vote. But if um, you know uh, Chris comes up with an idea and he wants to do some new way of drafting or paying out or whatever, I want to talk about it uh, as a league. Like I don't want to be the only one that can come up with ideas, or the only one that has the the right to bring new ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one more thing to branch off of that. Um, as an idea, one of your former candidates mentioned, Matt Souza, 
Um, switching up the divisions with different members. Moving somebody to the west, somebody to the east, just to have uh, different divisional games mean more. And um, just, just give it a fresh new look to the divisions instead of the same divisions we've had for the past seven years. Uh, Jake, I'll ask your thoughts on that first. Um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, at the end of the day, you play everybody. And it's a, it's a crapshoot who you come out of the draft with and how good your team is. Um, so to, to that extent, I guess it's, um, it, it's a fun way to spice it up. I'm not opposed at all. I don't know how much it really brings because at the end of the day, you're still going to play every single team and you're still going to have your rivalries. I mean, my biggest rivalry is you. I um, mean, you're not in my division. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. If the league wants to have new matchups, new new divisions, um, and that's the way the playoffs are based, too, on those divisions, I'm totally open to it. Something you'd put to a vote. Vote, yeah. Okay. Panacho, same thing. Uh, Yeah, same thing. I, again, I don't see a need to change the divisions. I think... You know, it's going just fine. Again, I've never heard people complain about changes of vision other than Souza lately. So right. that's that. So that that's fine. What was the rest of the question? I have one. Well, the rest of the question was um, just saying, would you put it to a vote, like oh. something like that? If you if you wanted to change the division, yeah. Would you put it but to I want to touch vote? it before because you said on this question, like if you like when to do exactly or not. So the pay structure I had is like that's where you've, you're voting me in. You get that's the pay structure. What's up to to vote is. The playoffs, uh, how it goes, six teams or eight teams, yeah. the wild card thing. It's either the, we do the eight teams, two wild card, the six teams, the way it's supposed to be, or we just stay, stay the way it was before. Uh, I like divisions. I like having certain weeks mean more because the divisional records do matter yeah. at the end. So that's a big thing for me. Um, other than that, there is some a lot of interesting things that things I like to do. Everyone knows I always trade my first round pick, like nine out of six out of the last seven years. I like the idea that you know we could trade round picks. Not like so we would just say is make a call and stuff like that. Like hey, Matt wants to trade his fifth overall pick and he's gonna get Zach's like third and like seventh pick or something like that. And then we all just make sure and mark it up and then you automatically do the trades at, at the end of the draft. So stuff like that. All right. But again, that's all for vote. Jake, I, I, I like pick trading too, but if we're going to talk about complicating a league, and I'm, look, I'm not opposed to it at all. I'm just saying that I don't want to talk out of two sides of our mouth with Fab complicating it, but trading picks mid-draft not complicating it. Um, again, I don't, I don't, I love the idea. I think trading picks is a very interesting idea. Yeah. And I, 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 obviously, let me interrupt you guys both. Obviously, trading picks is a good idea. The only problem with that is because I've liked to do that in the past as league commissioner as well. You would just have to change it to being an offline draft. Where we are you now... You don't really have to. Well, well, the thing is, like, well, how would you know? Say if you want to trade more than one pick for a certain pick. So, no, what they do is, say, say, say I have the fourth pick. And I'm like, ooh, if I can get Shaq one of my top four picks, that's awesome. Anyone else? Like, I know I can get Keenan out at the end of the thing. I don't want to waste a valuable pick like this. So I'll go to someone else who, like a Souza, who goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for running backs, even though they get hurt on him all the time. And I already know I'm not going to get his votes. So I give a shit what he thinks about me right now. So I make a trade with him. Like, hey, I'll trade you my... So I'll I'll draft who you want, but also it goes to the league. Like, hey, you text in the league group chat. Like, hey, I'm picking this guy for Sousa's whatever amount of picks and stuff like that. It, yeah. And you, and you shouldn't be like... It's not when... If you're on the clock... Again, this is all like I'm just saying in the air. I'm not even... I didn't even propose... No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm just bringing up the point that like... There's certain if rules we do how that, to trade it, the picks, though. Like, it has to be a lot. You can't just say, oh, I'm trading my first round pick. I'm getting 
his last six picks. No, because then I could get vetoed. Yeah, and stuff like that. That's so what you I'm can't saying. you can't do it when it's on the clock because then it makes everyone wait forever. No one wants to wait in the middle of the draft. It'd be when I, well, I was just saying it'd be easier if we were all doing it in an offline draft rather than online. Yeah, but the possibility of all of us being that's what I'm saying. It's, it's that's why that's why it hasn't happened. And the fact that you would have to the league um, the league commission would have to accept the trade to go through mm-hmm. during you know the time periods of who has what pick and this and that. Like Jake said, would complicate it um, more. Back to the last that's a good question. Point. But I think it's not it's less complicated. There's not much of a learning curve. It's the, uh, hey, to the last question. Trade? Okay. To the last question. Uh, this last question is for who would I ask the last question first? You asked him. No, you asked Panasha. Oh, okay, yeah, whatever. So you ask him. So first. I asked Jake. Okay, Jake, last question, and then uh, this will be it. Okay. Why should our league members vote for you rather than your opposition? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Really trying to stir the pot here. Lit a little flame, huh, Glenn? I'm just saying. I thought I'd, I saved the best for last. Okay. So, um, why should you vote for me rather than Panacho? Uh, first, I'll say a few good things about Panacho, and then I'll follow with why you should vote for me. Okay. Panacho is good at it, and um, and I think Panacho's intentions are in the right place. Why shouldn't you vote for Panacho? Because you should have a level-headed commissioner. Oh, you wow. Don't, that just kind of... You know, does like a three-paragraph write-up and insults all of his competition for half of the write-up. You want someone that's willing to take the insults and not go and be brash after and veto a trade because he's mad at you for beating him two weeks prior. Um, You want someone that keeps separate them as a player in the league and them as a commissioner in the league and doesn't use it as a tool so um, or as a weapon. Um, I think that that's that's why you should vote for me because you're getting a more even-tempered. You're getting someone that's going to encourage everyone's opinion. Um, and you're going to get someone that's sole goal is just to make the league more fun um, and, and, and better. All right. Panacho. Okay. Why should the league members vote for you rather than your opposition? Why should they vote for me over Jake? A lot of good questions. So, like, he want, first of all, he wants to bash my write-up. I can bash on yours, too. Like, okay, one, you could say it was a rant, but two, yours was just ten pages of absolute confusing, confusing people. No one could get the difference between the first sentence and the last sentence. Um, a lot of things. Well, here's the thing, too, about it's... First of all, I have more openness. I write up my, my rankings during work because I work for my father. So I have all the time in the world to do that kind of stuff. Where Jake, on the other hand, there was one time that he was away for a week in Switzerland... Totally different time zones. Even texting us saying, "What time is it over there?" This that, and the other thing. What happens if you want to make a trade right before a game, and he's sleeping when he's at work? Like that's a real, that's a serious thing. Again, people like the chance of that happening very slim. But when it finally does, just like the happened in the Saints game, when it finally does, where a call like that changes the magnitude of the league and the game, then you gotta think about that. So that's a big thing too. And first of all, him wanting to bashing my character, and you're gonna and you're gonna say I'm un uh, head level. What the fuck did he say? <laughs> I don't know. Look what he said. First of all, that's first of all, that's awesome. What league is then around when it goes to the NFL, WWE, where the commissioner isn't a character? I like being Vince. I love Vince McMahon. He's a fucking badass. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I'm more passionate about it than Jake too. And then at least you know that the, there's a saying that I rather dance with the devil I know than the devil I don't know. People know me. They know what they're gonna get. You don't know what the hell you're gonna get with Jake. He's the biggest two-faced motherfucker I ever met in my life. The only person close to him is his brother. <laughs> That's it. So, other than that, 
I think it's a slam dunk. I'm a better choice. Jake, Jake, please rebuttal if you can. Yeah, uh, dude, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> One, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say that's me. Two, uh, if you want to talk about caring more about the league, uh, I think I beat you in the championship this year, so the trophy would say I might care a little bit more. And um, and as far as being in Sweden, not Switzerland, Sweden, um, that's not a regular occurrence. Okay, that it's was a yearly a, occurrence. That was a once in a once in a blue moon kind of thing, oh. and I make sure to pass a trade if I needed to. Okay, okay. I, I was up for all those games to see what would start, and then I would go to bed just yeah. to see when the on that Sunday. So For you. I would absolutely, it, would, it wouldn't interfere. <laughs> and it's not a frequent thing. <laughs> it happened once. <laughs> All right. But Anything else to add? I did pretty good the first time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, it has been a privilege to have you both on the Stellar Stellar Podcast. We're glad we could host this debate for the 2019 commissioner election for the Westport Fantasy Football League. I thank you both. Best of luck. We will vote on Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to have a podcast next week previewing uh, the Super Bowl between the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. And, um, Jake, thank you. Any last words? No, no, that's it. And uh, if you want to know what kind of uh, <laughs> what kind of attitude your commissioner will have, you just heard it in his last statement. Oh, come from the guy that says he, oh, you should... You care more about the league because you just won. And you want to wipe that in my face. But okay. Hey, tell your mother I said hi. And Parach just song up. Parach, thanks. Good luck. Mason, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Hi. We will see your ass later. Bye-bye. Guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Come on.